Good morning. It's Thursday, April 16th, 2015. This is Tech Talk Today, episode 158. My name is Chris, and it's actually the afternoon. I shouldn't lie. I don't know why I'm fronting. I, maybe it's habit. Maybe I like to give you the mystique that it is, uh, it is like, uh, it's like early here and I've got a cup of coffee. No, it's, it's straight up. It's the afternoon. You can see I'm, I'm so bright right now. Wow. Look, it looks like I'm in the, in the Johnny Ive box. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can get in here. This is the greatest watch we have ever made. Wow, if you're not watching the video version, you're really missing out. The Johnny Ives box effect is is really something. Let me let me see if I can fix that. That's just ridiculous. So why am I in the Johnny Ives box right now? Uh, because it's like a few minutes before Tech Staff's supposed to start on a Thursday. This has been like the craziest, craziest uh, couple of days um, because uh, we're getting ready for uh, Linux Fest Northwest. I've been trying to get my vehicle ready so that way I can make the trip back and forth between uh, Bellingham and uh, Arlington, which is where the studio is at. So to do that, it means uh, I got to get my tabs renewed because uh, my tabs totally expired. <laughs> so I got to get my tabs renewed. Okay, so that's not a big deal. But in order to get my tabs renewed, I got to get my emissions checked. In order to get my emissions checked, I got to get my exhaust fixed. In order to get my exhaust fixed, I had to miss some tech talk today. And that is so that way I can drive up to Linux Fest Northwest this coming week. The folks start arriving tomorrow. So uh, yeah, I am here. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, it has been a little bit of a weird schedule. Hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to do an episode. So if you've been missing me, been missing the show, I mean, not me, I'm sure, right? <laughs> I miss you too, baby. I love you. Now, if you've been missing the show, uh, just follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash chrislas or jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar. Hey, we got a couple of people that joined me in the Mumble Room time. Appropriate greetings, Mumble Room. Hello. Hello. Well, hello. Hello. Hello, Blaster, who I will be seeing soon. Blaster, when do you get in? I fly in Wednesday next week, so a week from today. All right, yeah. So uh, what time Wednesday? Or a week from yesterday. Uh, I'm getting in about... Uh, Three o'clock local time. Cool, yeah. So, there, so that's one of the reasons we won't be doing it on filter. So we should do like a big old barbecue. That could be enough time for us to do a barbecue up here once you get here. Ooh. Oh, I feel like we're going to be doing a lot of trips. My to mouth's the watering already. Yeah, good boy. All right, well... Uh, <clears throat> You know what we'll totally do, Blaster, is you can ride with me to the butcher and we'll use the Flex 2 FM transmitter that you recommended to me to listen to music or podcasts on the way to the butcher. Yep. Mind blown. All right. Well, uh, it has been a really rocky day for Microsoft. Uh, they have a couple of wins. Actually, <clears throat> I'm sorry. They have a couple of losses. <laughs> it's a big difference there, isn't it? A couple of losses and one pretty solid. Well, we'll see. Uh, so let's start with the big loss. Uh, Marissa Meyer announces that Yahoo is, quote unquote, redoing their deal with uh, Microsoft Search. Uh, so Yahoo just renewed its search partnership with Microsoft with some pretty huge modifications. Um this is uh, here's the big one. Yahoo was responsible for the sales of relations for Bing search ads under the partnership previously. All those sales relationships are going to come under the Microsoft, i.e., Microsoft will be doing the legwork there now. Uh, the new deal now openly requires Yahoo to pull a majority of its traffic from the Bing ads marketplace, just 51% rather than 100% that it was required before. So a big cut in half there. That means the other 49% of Yahoo search traffic could be monetized by Yahoo's own ad units or potentially by Googs. Oh, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean that. By Google. There are some huge ramifications. Yahoo has a lot of flexibility with this 49%. Uh, that means this 49, That means almost half of its traf, uh, search traffic doesn't have to go through Bing anymore. That's a huge modification to this deal. They're, they could be redirecting half, almost half of their search traffic somewhere else, uh, which means it'll probably be able to cut costs for Yahoo. They'll be able to keep some of that ad revenue more directly, half of the ad revenue there directly. Um, and Microsoft is going to be... Microsoft will have to hire and beef out its ad force team to sell those ads for Yahoo now. So Microsoft will be taking that cost on. 
Um, Marissa Meyer said, I'm excited to announce the renewed search alliance with Microsoft. They, it opens up significant opportunities for Yahoo. Yeah, I bet it does. <clears throat> so that's, uh, that's, that's sort of, con- sort of condemning the Microsoft deal, I think, there. And, uh, in another sort of bad announcement for Microsoft, here's number two. AT&T and Verizon, the two largest wireless carriers in the U.S. of A, who ya, announced that they will not be including the Microsoft pre-bundled apps that Microsoft scored this deal with Samsung to include like OneNote and uh, Skype and uh, a few other uh, of the Microsoft classics now. A uh, OneDrive, that was OneDrive. Um, on the S6 by default. That's a major, major get for Microsoft, except for on the two most important carriers. <clears throat> yeah, on, on Verizon and AT&T, they're going to pull those off. Uh, that's what Verizon and AT&T both announced today. Their carrier's decisions uh, were met with a lot of resistance from Microsoft. Uh, so that's not too bad. The, co- the Microsoft in a statement said, we're going to continue to work with our partners to try to bring the best of the product- productivity services to everyone. Oh, Microsoft, you're really soldiers there. Uh, and so this is interesting. You got two losses here. Microsoft's losing on the Bing front with Yahoo, and Microsoft's losing on this is a major pre bundle. Uh, Blaster, I know you've been around for a long time. This is to me equivalent to like Microsoft Office being pre installed on like a PC you buy. Do you do you feel the same way? Yeah, um, a little bit. And so when they lose out on the number one Android manufacturer, right? That's do you think that's a big deal? I think it is a big deal. Uh people are not going to not as many people are going to be using the app because it's not going to be pre-installed. Right. Default is king as Matt says. <laughs> yeah. Uh and so that's the two bad news items for Microsoft today. There is one good news item. And I'm not so sure how I feel about it. Microsoft has announced it will be bundling those applications with Cyanogen's Android. Cyanogen's getting in bed with Microsoft now. Now isn't this interesting? Cyanogen goes off, grows up, comes a big boy company or big girl company, a big unisex company. And now now they're striking deals with Microsoft. Man, what I think of Cyanogen, you know what I don't think of? Pre-bundled office applications. That's not what I want with my Cyanogen ROM. That's not what I think of. What is going on here? How are we living in an age where the device that is considered to have the most bloatware, the Verizon and AT&T Galaxy devices, hello... Number one bloatware devices on the market. They are removing Office. And then Cyanogen, where I go to get my lean, mean Android machine, that's coming with Office? What universe are we all living in? I really hope they offer a light version of the ROM that doesn't have that. I hope that Cyanogen got a big, fat check. I hope Cyanogen got enough money for the next five years. I hope Cyanogen is set now because... This does this rubs me as exactly an antithesis to what the Cyanogen brand is supposed to represent. But I, I mean, maybe they're the best apps on the market. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe they can come up with a nice, clear, easy way for users to remove them. Whatever the case may be, if I were to get a Cyanogen device, I would not want these apps. I would prefer to be as clean and lean and mean as possible. That's why I would buy. As a, as an Android enthusiast, the reason you shop Cyanogen in the first place would be that I would think. All right, I'm going to move on because I'm getting super upset. Actually, one quick point. Yeah, um, go ahead. I think a distinction needs to be made between Cyanogen Mod and Cyanogen OS. Cyanogen OS is their uh, their kind of proprietary uh, packaged Android, whereas like Cyanogen one... Mod is the open source right. based. Uh, uh, ROM that everybody gets for their phone. Right. And the and one is the one that ships on the OnePlus, correct? Or did? Uh, 
did. Yeah. I I don't think they have a deal with the one with right. OnePlus anymore. But right. yeah, OnePlus has. I may be wrong uh, about that. Has what you call it now? Uh, the uh, uh, ozone or uh, oxygen? Something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you, Blaster. Thank you, because I was getting all upset. I was losing the details there. Uh, and and reason, the reason why I still think this is sort of of critical importance is because the two come from the same idea. The, the, the two different projects are of the same original back, you know, concept. Uh, and, and I really just, I, I don't even know what they, like, they start to say things like, we're going to offer native integrations. What the hell does that mean? What is a native integration? That, and when you start talking like that, I stop trusting you. You know, maybe it's just me. Yeah, it's probably just me. All right, so I just it just ooh, feels a little weird. Speaking of Googs and things that are a little weird, they're in a whole lot of trouble right now over there in the EU. But some people think it could be a quick settlement. Well, that's at least what uh, Mark Bergen thinks over at Recode. He suggests that this could end up not really being a big deal. Um, now, uh, there's uh, D-bags out there like Mike Elgin. And, yeah, I'm going to call him a D-bag. He calls this now the European... What did he say? Uh, the EU Commission's war on Silicon Valley. He now says this is the EU versus Silicon Valley. This is a war and that Google is the is the biggest victim of this war. Don't buy into this. Do not take sides. Do not be rooting for Google. Don't root for the EU. You guys, don't don't get sucked into this. The, the, the tech press is going to have a heyday with this. They're already calling it a war. That is, if you think about it, extremely disrespectful to people who have served in actual real wars. This is ridiculous. So this, may, this could be a big deal or it could just get completely settled. Now, Mark Bergen over here at Recode thinks it's going to get probably pretty settled. Uh, Google's already working on a, on a behind-the-scenes settlement. Uh, they believe uh, the people that have been consulting with Google say that from previous uh, companies they've learned you cannot fight them; you just settle. This is one executive. This is one ex- executive from Microsoft who said this, saying that he was even more settling up to a total of 1.5 billion instead of fighting them in the past. European regulators are tougher on tech giants in the U.S. Now, <clears throat> on this very show, we have talked about some pretty egregious things that did seem to, f- to flag regulators here in the U.S. for going after Google, but they opted not to pursue it. We've talked about them here on this show. So even by the U.S.'s own laws, Google has tripped some of these antitrust, compet- competi- uh, competitive, anti-competitive stuff. And in the EU's case, here's an example they're using. If you're selling shoes and you go and you pay for listing on Google Shopping, then when you go Google search for shoes, you know how it works. Google shows you the shopping results of shoes right there and then all of the search results. Now, the problem that people have is you might have the best, most relevant product, and it's maybe three or four or even maybe number one in the search results, but you still are getting beat by the people who paid to get listed up top underneath that search box with the picture, with the price, with the buy now, with the Google checkout button. And now some people are saying, look, the only reason Google's even able to leverage that spot to do that is because they are a monopoly in search. If they remove, if you, if they didn't have that monopoly power, they wouldn't be able to do that. Ergo, that is an abuse of their position. Maybe you agree with that. Maybe you don't. That's super rough, but that's essentially what one of the examples I heard uh, during a press conference. And it does kind of, you kind of think about it for a minute and go, oh, well, I kind of see that a little bit, I suppose. And, and the other problem is the people who are saying, no, it's not, no, 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 look, uh, we, 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 don't, we don't do that. We can't do that. No, we, 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 wouldn't, we wouldn't do that. Google 
is the one that has to provide the data saying if they are or not affecting the search results. So Google said that 95% of people who search for shoes don't uh, uh, still click on, or oh, I can't remember the wording they use. They said that 95% of people who search, they, they, they get relevant results or something. Like Google used wording that is makes it kind of like, oh, well, you can't really tell where people are clicking. Like maybe Google is getting more clicks than they're admitting for that kind of stuff. And why else would Google be doing it unless... It got them more clicks and made them money. So uh, is it against, I don't know. That's what this is about. It's not a war. It's not the EU versus Silicon Valley, right? And so don't get sucked into it. I, I, it it's so disappointing to see columnists like Mike Elgin write that crap and then get 50 responses and, and 120 reshares on Google Plus and get everybody all riled up. And it's just ridiculous. Go ahead, Blaster. So uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate a bit here. Um, if uh, if other search providers uh, don't want Google to be the place people go, you know, make a better make a better search provider. Right. I yeah. know. I know that that sounds. No, that I sounds mean, a you know. Bit... So I guess the recent most recent stats are like sixty nine percent market share for search in the U S., which seems way lower than I expected. I don't even buy it. The only reason why I think it could even be that low is maybe so many devices now ship with like Bing and other stuff by default that may, and like Firefox and whatnot, that maybe that started to turn it. Uh, but in some places like France, Google has a 95% market share. Yeah. I mean, they also have the best search, <laughs> right? We all use it. Uh, DuckDuckGo's pretty good. I still, I, I mean, the Google search is just the best search results right now, and that's what makes it a good product. Now, that doesn't mean they can't abuse that position. Maybe they could, you know, so maybe there is something. Who knows? Who knows? I, yeah, I, I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying that it's a little bit, it's it's a little bit saying like crying to mommy, uh, saying that oh right. well, you know, Google's Google's doing this because. Right. They're a monopoly. Mo- it's kind of like no. saying, "Mommy, Google made the best toaster, and now everyone's buying that toaster." <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So exactly build a better toaster, then, Johnny. You know, whatever. Uh, speaking of search, WikiLeaks. Really, I bet this search isn't as good as Google search, but WikiLeaks releases a searchable archive of the hack Sony picture emails and documents. So if you just didn't get enough of this story, now you can go look at the deets yourself. What could go wrong? Yeah, so WikiLeaks now has that up there, and if you're interested, uh, some of the emails offer insights in between the connections between Sony and the Democratic Party, which uh, for you unfiltered audience members, might you you might find that particularly interesting, uh, and uh, a few other uh, good political juices, uh, juicy tidbits, including uh, including um, uh, the New York Governor Andrew uh, uh, what a Camuo, however you say his last name, uh, uh, getting him helped elected. Just some good juicy tidbits in there. So uh, thanks, uh, WikiLeaks, I suppose, for posting that. And then a special shout out. I think it was JB Hawk of Truth who gave us this great story to end on today. Love it, IKEA man. Seriously, I'm buying all the studio furniture furniture from IKEA from here on out. And I, honestly, I was already kind of going this way because I'm cheap. But uh, this is brilliant. IKEA is introducing wireless charging built into IKEA furniture in the future. Yeah, you heard me right. Built into like a tabletop or a desk, uh, your nightstand, a lamp, the kitchen table, uh, maybe even the couch, my friends. 
Yes, built-in wireless charging. Now, a lot of Android devices these days are shipping with wireless charging. My Nexus 5 has got it. All the Galaxy lines have it. Those are super popular phones. I think all the Galaxy, at least. The, no, 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 no. No, starting with the 6, they've got it. The Galaxy 6 has got it. Look at that table there with the coffee mug where you just have it. Look at how brilliant that is. You just put your phone right there and it's charging. And it's got a nice mark spot with the plus mark on it. This is perfect. A floor lamp with wireless with a little wireless charging table on there. Come on, guys. Tell me you wouldn't want this, right? Wireless charging it. all the things. You could get a case. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like even for your tablets, you could get a case that charges them. This is, this is great. I love the desk lamp with the wireless charging base right there. Yeah. We'll have a link to this in the show notes if you're not watching the video version because this is awesome. Uh, oh, they got like a three device. And see, they have some that are like wood too, so they look kind of nice. Put that in the kitchen. This is great. Oh, man, I'm ready for the future. And they have different modules you can pull out for the uh, desk. The most versatile wireless charger since it can either be added or it can be a cord management hole. So they have one that slides into existing cord management holes. <gasps> man, they should have put this on Kickstarter. I would have backed that S so hard. <clears throat> Woo! That is, wow. That's great. If you've got something great you've seen or a story you'd like to see us discuss, there's probably two great ways to get into the show. Number one, the easiest, most straightforward, techtalktoday.reddit.com. Techtalktoday.reddit.com. Go there, submit a story, vote them up and down, give your comments. That all makes this show better. I check it right before I go on air, so sometimes I'll just grab a story right out of there. Also, I'm always trolling it for Kickstarter projects. That's a great place to drop them. But let's be real. This mumble room right here. It be live. It's going all the time during the show. You just join this mumble room. If there's a story you want to talk about today, you just bring it up and we will discuss it. And if it sucks, we'll say, yeah, who cares? But you can still give it a shot. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So uh, join me. Go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar to get uh, timing information. Hopefully next week we'll have uh, some uh, folks in studio to guest on the show. And there's a pretty good chance I'm going to have a show tomorrow. It all kind of depends on when Noah's flight gets in and uh, when I have to get down to the airport or if somebody else can do it for me, like the wife, which she might be able to, and then we'll have a show. So uh, in the meantime, I'll be tweeting as much as best I can and updating the calendar the best I can. Now, why don't we end with a little reflection? Back in the day, you didn't just bring your computer home and get on the Wi-Fi. God, it is, it is so much easier now when you guys get a computer. You kids today. <laughs> We back in my day, like it's still not my day. But when you'd buy a computer, you didn't have internet. Like you didn't bring it home to a house that had internet because you didn't already have broadband. You didn't have any service, so you got the computer. And then what do you do? Like, it, gosh, when your internet goes out, how boring is that? Well, that's how the computer was for a few days when you brought it home back in the day. That's why you needed Prodigy. So, and boy, did I have Prodigy! I had Prodigy, CompuServe, AOL. I did all of them, I tell you what. So this commercial is from 1990, and it'll help you figure out what to do after you get that brand new computer. Hopefully see you back here tomorrow, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Did you get a computer recently? Well, congratulations. You can now join hundreds of thousands who've discovered Prodigy, a service that has hundreds of practical uses, hundreds of things to enjoy. Connect Prodigy to your computer and get stock quotes almost as fast as a broker. Play educational games. Get sports scores faster than on TV. Shop at home. Discover all you can do for just $9.95 a month on Prodigy. Finally, what the PC was invented for. See it at a dealer near you.